As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by a couple writers today. We've got our Pistons writer at the Athletic, James Edwards. What up, James? What's up, Jared? How are you, man? I'm good. And then Kelly Eco down in Houston. Eco, what's good? Yo, what's up? What's going on? Usually I just skip the like the introduction part, but like we got multiple people here. Everyone's got to know each other's voices. We've got Andrew Schlecht and Jeshua Kid producing the show. We wanted to talk to the guys covering the Thompson twins because they're finally split apart. They were on OTE last year. Now we've got Asar in Detroit. We've got a men down in Houston. And interestingly, as you wisely predicted on the athletic, this is why we got to pay for our subs. Uh, Asar is starting right now over Jaden Ivy. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting situation. So the first preseason game was Sunday um, and the starting lineup was Cade Cunningham, Alec Burks, uh, Sar Thompson, Isaiah Stewart, and Jalen Duran. Uh, in my eyes, three of those, Cade, Stu, and Duran, were locks. Um, I had predicted a few days prior to the game that Asar could start, um, and he did. And I think the big thing for him is this team is trying to get significantly better defensively. Uh, Asar is... I think NBA ready on that end now. Of course, he'll make mistakes. He's a rookie, but athletically, um, in terms of smarts, I think he's he's ready to go from day one. And it's just a a situation where new coach, uh, young team still, but they're trying to take the next step. They're trying to emphasize defense. They were one of the worst in the league last year, and Asar fits a lot of things that they need. And obviously, as I mentioned, defensively, he can he can take a little bit of the load off Cade. And offensively, I, I see secondary tertiary ball handling there. I, I see a guy who's a willing and um, adamant cutter, a guy who finds himself in the dunker spot. I, I, he just makes winning plays. That's the two words that you hear every time somebody mentions him. Uh, and a team that won 17 games could very much use a guy who makes winning plays. So uh, Monty Williams said it's not set in stone who starts, but he did say today at practice that the reason Burke started was because of Bogey was out. He didn't say uh, anything no. regarding Ivy. He said Ivy still could start. Uh, it's still they're still figuring it out, and it's not a knock on Ivy. He was probably the best offensive player in the preseason game the other day. Uh, but they are emphasizing defense, and I think Asar, 
at least I don't know if he does it in the short term, but definitely in the long term, maybe alters their trajectory on that end of the floor. It's funny when they were at OTE, I think the thing I was hearing from a, a lot of guys around that program was they were really surprised with how both of them defend, where mm-hmm. it's like not just like they work hard, but they have like that feel, you know, and yep. that's really a big thing that you see in the NBA where like guys that are uh, at least wings have that feel where like they can be physical, but then when you actually try to throw your body into them, they can like just avoid contact and get a hand up. And we saw from really both these guys, but James, especially with the SAR, like he was contesting shots, getting really nice stops in open space. Like he just has a really good feel already for how to take contact in the NBA. He does. He he beat guys to spots the way he uh, got over screens. He's just slithery. He's smart. He sees things coming. Uh, I think the big thing for the Pistons, and it was kind of stamped in that first preseason game, what you saw at OTE translated to Summer League, where he averaged a double-double as a really good rebounder for a wing, uh, averaged 10 rebounds per game in Summer League, and then it translated to NBA preseason, where he again grabbed 10 rebounds um, against the Suns team. He had 8-5-4, and four, I think, at halftime against the Suns team that looked to be in January form and played their main guys the whole first half, so... Um, Devin Booker gave him some buckets. He made Booker work, but Booker's going to give a lot of guy buckets. I don't know if the Suns are the barometer for if the team has improved defensively, uh, because they're going to make a lot of teams look silly, but Asar has all the tools you want, um, in a wing defender. Um, and I think the secondary and kind of tertiary playmaking, the, the willingness and, and ability to cut on offense is I understand why it's enticing for the organization. And I know that if they had the fourth pick, uh, they would have still taken a SAR over Amen, um, is, is what is what I was led to believe. Interesting. All right. Well, the Rockets got Amen, Kelly. And oh, by the way, I, we keep saying OT. That's overtime elite. The like, do we call it a prep program? I don't even know what it qualifies it's as. Technically it's pro. To pro. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it kind of is pro because it's, it's all still pro a pro league. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, Kelly, they got Amen and. They didn't need him to run the offense once they got Fred Van Vliet, but like right. his playmaking has been pretty solid so far. So where does he find a role for Emi Odoka's team? So prior to, I guess, training camp, you know, the word that I got was, you know, they don't feel the need to throw him into the fire, kind of how they did with Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. Because now there's a structure in place. There are guys like Fred Van Vliet, Jeff Green, Dylan Brooks to help with these young guys grow. But in camp, you know, I heard that he, the word was that he dominated. You know, he looked fantastic. He's hitting step back threes. His vision is off the charts. Um, now it's a situation where even though they don't have to throw him into the fire, they're not going to hold guys back if they feel that they can help winning from day one. So, you know, with the second unit, I think Ahmed's going to have a pretty big role just because after Fred Van Vliet and Jalen Green, there's not a ton of ball handling. I mean, as far as the guards, there's obviously Alperen Shingun and Jay Sean Tate, but from a guard perspective, they need a guy that can, Guy, get into the teeth of a defense, you know, cut cut open seams and just find guys. He's a smart player. He cuts, similar to his brother. They just make winning plays. And for a team in Houston that wants to go from phase one to phase two, you know, they call it winning basketball. A man fits all those categories. So I know the jump shot's still coming along. He's working with Ben Sullivan. Jared, you know him from his time in Boston. He's good. Um, He's but good. it's already seeming to pay dividends already. So I think, you know, sooner than sooner than later, he'll have a pretty big role within this Rockets offense. I mean, Ben Sullivan, that's as good as a guy to work with. He was the guy that unbroke Giannis's broken jump shot. Yeah. In uh, Boston, he got Derek White and Grant Williams shooting like 40% right. uh, in the playoffs or actually the Grant. I can't remember. Well, either way, 
he's done some good stuff. He, he's gotten guys that are like below average shooters to find consistency and good technique. And I mean, that's the big question with these guys, obviously like they're already their dribble drive game and like floater game. Like Asar had a, like a nice floater earlier in the game. He had a nice lefty finish. Looks a little reliant on that left hand. Like he's using that left hand when he doesn't really need to, I assume he's lefty James, right? Or is he just, no, showing off? uh, he shoots his jump shots, right-handed. Does he? Okay. Well then I guess yeah, he's yeah. showing off at that point. Um, <laughs> And then, like a man, he was. Is he the one that had the wraparound pass? Uh, yeah, he had the he, the no yeah. look dish to Cam Whitmore under the goal, and it was just everyone was just caught by surprise because the vision was just it was it was a crazy that was like a six year or seven year pass. Asar yeah, had a wraparound I, too to Duran. Yeah. Okay, so they're both elite playmakers. They're both on one of one of the yeah. It's, they're telepathically knowing what the other's doing on the same night. <laughs> Maybe they're just one up each other at this point. Yeah. Like, I guess that's what makes it interesting. It's like you've got these two guys that are both like kind of wing size playmakers that you could play right. them at the three, you could play them at the one we need to. And they're both joining teams that have a specific need for what they bring, whether it's immediately with Asar's defense or a man. It's like they need to develop some long term playmaking unless Jalen Green is going to shock the world to become a really good playmaker. And now KPJ obviously isn't going to be there. So I'm curious. I want to I want to put you guys against each other. Which franchise do you think needs their Thompson twin more over the next, let's say, five years? Well, Ooh. I think Detroit does. Probably. I agree. Because just because yeah. Houston already made the jump and added quality vets around the core. So even if Ahmed doesn't hit the early trajectory, they still have the, I guess, the threshold of Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, you know, and improving Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr., whereas the Pistons, they are still pretty heavy rooted in this youth and developmental phase where Asar should have a pretty big run. You know, he should hit the ground running like that. Yeah. Everything he said is, is correct. Um, I think both teams want to make big improvements this year. They're going about it in different ways. I think the Pistons is way is harder, obviously um, adding a Fred Van Vliet, um, a, a Dylan Brooks, even with all the jokes that we get off, like, that's going to lead to more wins naturally, right? The Pistons, um, they've added good veterans, but their second unit guys in, in Monty Morris, Monte Morris and Joe Harris, uh, they still have Bogdanovich. They have Alec Burks. So um, they've added around the margins. They're trying to build it. I don't want to say the right way. There's different ways to build it, but they're trying to build it from the ground up. Yeah. And Asar is a wing, which is kind of the point, the, the piece that was missing throughout this rebuild um, a guy who can take on secondary and tertiary ball handling long-term, um, a guy who can defend, I think, from day one. So, <clears throat> excuse me, as the jump shot progresses, I mean, you really, I, I don't want to, like, jump the gun, but, like, if the jump shot progresses, I see a really, really strong career for the kid. And um, just based on how Detroit is, I guess, processing this this rebuild and they're not ready yet to um, – kind of show the urgency that Houston did in terms of giving big money to older players. Uh, I think with that, you, you really have to bank on the development of your young guys. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. So Kelly, what's how does Ime Oduka run this team? Where it's like they obviously they got to do some development, right? Yeah. Like they're not they're they're not going to be. Hey, maybe they could win a playing game. I don't think they're going to win a playoff series this year. So it's yeah. like they got to get player development up front, especially because they want to be competitive in like two years probably with the contracts they're giving to Brooks and Fred. So yeah. how do you think they balance? Like Fred is going to run this franchise presumably. So where does a man find his role in that kind of like mishmash? So. In terms of trying to balance, you know, development versus win now, I think early on we'll pretty we'll, we'll get a pretty clear picture of how Ime sees this team, right? Like if if he thinks that this group can actually contend for a playing spot or close, I think it's going to lean pretty heavily on the veterans, right? But if you know because you have guys like Shingun who has already shown that he can be, you know, that guy, if you have you still have guys like a Jabari Smith or Jalen Green, then Amen Thompson as well. You know, you still need to develop those guys because at the at the end of the day, this rebuild, if you want to call it a rebuild, still can can be sped up if those guys are up to speed, right? If those guys can, like oh man, if you can develop a jump shot, if Jalen Green can become, you know, a competent ball handler, a secondary ball handler, if Jabari can actually be a, a legitimate three and D six ten floor spacer, right? Th- things get a lot easier. So in a men's case, because the Rockets don't have a ton of ball handling help from the guards. He's going to have to play a pretty significant role early on just to help out because his vision is so good and he's able to physically impose his will on NBA players. Obviously, tonight is their first preseason game, so we'll see how that actually looks on the court. But I think conceptually, you know, he should be able to step in when Fred sits and run the show for, you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time. So I think they're in a good spot where they can – take their lumps early on because you do have Fred's leadership and you have Dylan over there to help. But when it comes to time to winning basketball, I still think a man can be on the floor, you know, in the closing moments of the game. And to add to that really quick, I think one thing I really like about both twins is they're low maintenance offensively. Right. Um, I mean, a, a man is a little bit different because he's more of a point guard. He, he has the ball more, but he doesn't need the ball to be effective. Like we both talked about, they both cut willingly. They both, um, they both find yep they both screen they both find stuff in the teeth of the defense they both like to get out in transition and i think they both went to really good teams for that or i think their skill sets match the teams that they went to because the the rockets have jalen green and jabari smith and fred van vliet guys who are going to command shots and you you could see a world where i is still finding a way to be impactful and same with the star there's k there's jade nivy there's bojan bogdanovich there's alec burks guys who can put the ball in the bucket and asar is able to kind of hit the cracks and and find open spaces for them. So I think they'll both find value in that. And I actually think that's like my favorite thing about them is we talk about whenever we talk about like championship teams, we always talk about the stars, but the guys that really kind of move the needle are the Bruce Browns, the Catavius Caldwell Popes, um, the Tayshawn princes of the world. Like we call them X factors, I guess, but guys who are low maintenance on offense, they're just impactful in their role. And obviously the hard part is finding the stars, uh, but I think both Houston and Detroit have a good have a good foundation of like uh, two A's and two B's and three A's and three B's on their roster. They're just waiting to see. They're 
they believe Cade can be the one, the one A, and they believe Jalen Green can be the one A. It's just a matter of now those guys get into that point. All right. Well, we'll see if they get there. James Edwards and Kelly Eco, they'll be on top of it. You guys got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? I know Kelly, you've had like a QA with everyone in the organization at this point. James has got a why I wear my jersey number story. Uh <laughs> did, did that drop already? Yeah, drop today. Yep. Yeah, that was a good story. I got something coming uh, for it's kind of along the themes of the rookies, Cam and Whitmore, Cam and Amen, but trying to get older players take on their worst rookie advice ever, you know, for <laughs> these young players coming up. So that's a good one. That yeah, uh, right. yeah, I have the jersey number story up now, and then uh, on what's today Tuesday on Wednesday I have a what I call a pop quiz with Monte Morris where I ask him random questions about his career, like does he remember. Uh, a specific crossover. Uh, does he remember how many players, how many teammates has he had that played at Michigan State? Just random stuff like that, and also like big moments in his career. And he answers, tries to see if he can remember those. And then I ask him questions based off those to to get a little peek behind the curtain. All right, and I'll be in Montreal too for Pistons Uh-oh. Thunder. So Uh-oh. Schlecht, if you need anything, I know you're listening. I'll be out there. All right, we'll see if James makes it back alive. Uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next time on the thing. James Edwards, Kelly Eco. Jesuit kid, Andrew Select, Jared Weiss. We'll see you next time on the day.